Hello, and welcome to the Stuff Jesus Said podcast. I'm Eric Payton. And I'm Corey Nickel. And this is the show where we talk about stuff Jesus said, because we think it matters. It does matter. Still working on our holistic motto. What? We don't have the full-on motto yet. Like, we've been doing this a year, and we don't maybe, have the motto. Maybe our special guest can <gasps> help us out with that. That's right. It's a special top-secret guest. This is actually not top-secret, because you already put it on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, like, but four days ago. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Furthermore, we actually reference this person quite prolifically yeah, within and her, a lot her, of our podcasts. Her name is in the title of this episode. That's so. also a that's giveaway. Also. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. <laughs> it's Jamie Richards. My name is Jamie Richards. I am here. I am here. That's a <laughs> And <laughs> she's the revived minister at Hope West Des Moines. Which is where we reference like we're speaking there a lot. And I fully That's our fo- church. It, yeah. I will also openly admit and be very vulnerable right now that I toasted Jamie twice this month <laughs> on speaking at Revive. Is toasted like one of those words that your middle schoolers use? Because yes. I'm not it's aware. So That's like what you do to bread. Yeah, so with it, yeah. Okay. So like, you know, we had this setup where I was going to speak. Right. I was like, I don't know why I scheduled that because I'm actually <laughs> out of the state during that time. <laughs> Luckily, there was oh, I someone. I about that one. Yeah, someone yeah. just like, ble- like wanted to speak that day. It was perfect. So then she had an opening and I was like, you know what? I want to help out. I didn't get to speak later. I'll do it now. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. You toasted have, her again. I have. <laughs> yeah, I double toasted her. And that's, see, that's where the toasting is bad. Oh. You double burn it and it's just black. Oh, double burn. Now okay. your image is ruined. And I no gotcha. One wants, okay. Well, have, have you integrated right. your calendar I have, yet? So I, un- I found out why I didn't know. It was because my actual calendar where it's supposed to be didn't have Oh. anything on it so it wasn't even on my calendar it was just in my mental brain mm. okay you guys can work this out off you're air. right i'm sorry off camera but anyway this is yes the revived young yes, adult minister yes and we have a live studio audience we do first time ever yeah so if anyone wants to buy tickets to listen to the show in person in person in apparently we're selling tickets now we are we have two <laughs> special audience members we do you want to you might don't hear reveal their, their identities people will haunt them and stalk them like they do to I us. wonder if they're going to let you, you know, they may chime in later on. I doubt they it. They both have been very adamant that they don't want to say anything. Right, and they're also introverts. But maybe we can roast them enough that they'll just maybe. like want to stand up for themselves. No? No, they're being very quiet. <laughs> okay. Um, people are just wondering, who is it? <laughs> who That's are fine. they? You can reach out at stuffjesussaid podcast, podcast at gmail.com gmail. <laughs> right. insert your in ticket uh, your audience ticket and uh, we'll tell you the price when you reach out right right, <laughs> right, right. okay so um, what's our topic today well our topic comes from Matthew 9 selected by Jamie Richards selected by Jamie revived by minister me? which is always the guest selection which is wonderful um, and the main verse is in verse 13 but before we do that and get holy we do need to just quickly talk about what we're drinking tonight the unholy the unholy <laughs> But okay. Martin Luther brewed beer. That's Pretty true. Sure he blessed it. I know. And I Jesus pre- drank wine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. None of us have Jesus wine. Jesus is pro alcohol. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, Bell's Two Hearted beer. Nice. It's in a really cool glass too. Yeah. It's called. I call it my chalice. <laughs> I put everything in it, and, and Corey always makes fun of me when I put wine or it's water because it's a beer glass. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Corey, yes. are you going to like crack your beer in the mic? Is that No, it's already cracked. It's already oh, cracked. But wow. I am drinking Founders All Day IPA. 
and it's a one that my buddy actually had brought over and left at my house and it's it's a good good little switch up all right awesome very tasty Jamie, what are you drinking? I just finished a tropical cafe smoothie, and I am currently drinking. Well, I'm I'm not a beer girl. I can't do beer, but I can do cider. So this is a Wilson's Orchard Old Blue flavor cider, which is their blueberry cider. I've been saving yeah. this can since the summer, I think, and this it just needed a special occasion. This is so the special this occasion. Is, this is it. All it right, doesn't expire. What do you mean? Did, like the cider didn't expire. Oh, I didn't summer? even check. Well, things could get weird. Okay. <laughs> Good right thing on. we're podcasting. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in in that regard, Jamie pulled out um, Matthew nine, specifically verse thirteen. But I'm going to read um, verses nine through thirteen, which is the calling of the disciple Matthew. And here we go. Go for it. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And here's verse 13. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Why did you choose that one? Hmm. I that sounded really this. aggressive. No, Why did fine. you choose that? Well, the interesting thing is that I was racking my brain about something that Jesus said. And I couldn't really think of anything. But it's, I feel like it's when you open the refrigerator looking for something specific. And then it's right in front of you, but you don't see it. You just look everywhere else. Mm. I was having a mental minute thinking about like anything that Jesus said. And this was the text for a Revive worship service earlier this month, maybe like two weeks ago. And so I just, this finally came to mind about showing mercy, not offering sacrifices. And I've just been thinking about it. Couldn't quite get it out of my head. And so I felt like maybe there was some extra stuff that we could talk about tonight what was with it. what was the main message for people who didn't hear mm. what because you, you preached on it right i did what was like <laughs> what was like your main takeaway point yeah yeah well so this series is called when people meet jesus and mm-hmm. so we're looking at four different stories in the bible where whoa people met Jesus. met jesus and so the first week of this series was the text that this was from And we were talking about when the religious leaders met Jesus. I really wanted to mix it up and not just do like, you know, one of the like a Zacchaeus story, which the the Zacchaeus story is awesome and really rich. But I don't hear an entire week usually devoted to the religious leaders. They just kind of float in and out as the Mm -hmm. villains. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to take a look at how we can all be like the religious leaders. And we all have a little bit of the Pharisees in us, unfortunately. so So good. I like that angle. Yeah. Also because I feel like when my life is out of control, I like turn into a crazy psycho, like control the chaos sort of person, which is what the religious leaders were doing. And I really identify with that. So Hmm. is that what a nine does in stress? (laughs) No, that's a good (laughs) question, though. (laughs) That's an Enneagram reference, but. Well, maybe I feel like I'm not the only I feel like Enneagram nines are not the only people that when things get chaotic, they try to like stress clean the house. You know, 
Do no. I stress clean, honey? Oh, one of the <laughs> one of the live audience members has been revealed. <laughs> it is someone Eric calls honey. <laughs> and she said, That's what I, he don't me on night. I don't clean. I don't clean. Your guys' Friday night sounds epic. Yeah. Um Okay. So Yeah, Corey, so that's any, why. Anything that like stands out. So I the calling of Matthew here to me specifically is it's an interesting narrative in the Bible, right? Because we don't get to hear every calling of every disciple. We have a couple of brothers, you know, a a couple others, but this is kind of the outlier. Mm -hmm. You could almost say like this, this is the disciple who, um, you know, is, is known in every gospel and in every line at this time as like, why in the world would Jesus pick him? Like we can kind of figure out why he would pick these lowly fishermen. Yeah. But why this evil who's, tax collector? Who is that who is that today? Is that a politician? Is that oh, saying like good question. Jesus called the politician. Yeah. And maybe you know maybe that is a, a relevant connection, yeah. Well, I feel like Matthew, the disciple here, is I wonder if the reason that it gets chronicled here is because he was out of all of the disciples, which is saying something, the most least likely to become mm-hmm. a disciple. Yeah. Basically, yeah, absolutely. And and I love the conflict that's integrated here that comes from the Pharisees. Right. Because they look at it and they're kind of they're almost judging Jesus's disciples. Okay, you get this guy, you get this guy, this and and then what? Matthew. And then that provides the context for Jesus to give these verses that are particular to us tonight. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what happens there in the, in the middle. So while he was having dinner at Matthew's house, it also opened a door to ministry, which I love a ministry that he points out is not just to your typical person that the Pharisees would, would have wanted to help or wanted to hang with. And this is, this is consistent with Jesus, but I love how once he went to Matthew, the task collector's house then other task collectors came in flat out calls you know, well, the writer is like, then all the sinners came <laughs> and <laughs> they all ate with him and his disciples. And you can't you just be one of the disciples at this time being like, what is Jesus doing? Like, well, why are we here with these people? This isn't they're They don't they're not they're not the type of Jews we are. They, they can't be a disciple. We shouldn't be with these people. We're holier. We're better. And just what a legacy that Jesus started setting. So I, lo- I love there's um because I'm the. Small groups guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right here. There's a passage in Mark, like shortly after Matthew um, meets Jesus. And the first thing he does is throw a party because mm-hmm. he's like, mm-hmm. everyone's got to meet this dude. So you'd like think of the person <laughs> that you're like, oh, who's I just met someone great. And uh, everyone, all my friends got to meet this guy. And so he's kind of like, right. Well, he's he's mm-hmm. hosting a party. He's like, you got to meet this person. Yeah. And they, so like there's actually churches that will throw something called Matthew parties and it's a way of hmm. creating um, evangelism, evangelist small groups rather than discipleship, not, not rather than, but in addition to disciple groups. So like we think of disciple of small groups as like groups that like grow deeper in their faith together intellectually and all that sort of stuff. But actually like inviting people in hmm. that's, that's kind of the other element right. that is is often missed in small groups in Western churches, and Matthew is kind of like the token person. Like, 
he was invited to this small group and met this guy and was like, everyone's got to meet him. Let's, let's ho- throw a party and introduce hmm. him. So, well, yeah. and if I remember correctly, so in this day, the Romans are there, right? The Romans mm-hmm. are, yep. they've, they're ruling. And there were a lot of different kinds of Jewish responses to the Romans being there and ruling over them. And so there are people who were more like the zealots or, you know, all sorts of different responses. And then there were people, which is one of the reasons that Matthew is so hated is because he was a Jew who was working Mm -hmm. for the Romans, collecting taxes from other Jews for the Romans. Right. So he basically was like a betrayer. Yeah, Yeah. he was he was a traitor. And I, I love the mention of like the zealots, right? So they're the Jewish group who's like, we're not going to be associated with these Romans at all. We're going to fight back in war against you. And if we ever get into the story of Masada, right, that's where the ze- zealots took over. Um, and then there's the Essenes, right, or mm-hmm. the Essenes who withdrew. They literally went off into the middle of nowhere so that no Romans could find them. And they just <laughs> transcribed the gospels and that's where the isaiah scrolls dead sea scrolls came from right Mm -hmm. and then there's the normal jews who are the pharisees in culture they're they're trying to withhold their laws on top of roman laws working with you know pontius pilate um and those things and then and then there's the tax collectors Mm -hmm. there's the jews who traded sides like we're gonna make the most benefit out of this that we can yeah so jamie yes you just preached on this yeah what is like the things that you had to cut out or the things you couldn't get to because you were limited to a sermon. Hmm. Like where, where, where were you, you know what I mean? Like where were yeah. you going next and what would you well, have wish you could have included that's on a good this? Question. This, I should mention that this was like a supplemental text, not like the primary one, but like it was a pretty hardcore, like, Oh, let's see where else it talks about this in the Bible sort yeah. of situation. So I, I think that one of the reasons that, this thing that Jesus said, and he's repeating this. This is elsewhere in scripture. Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not af- not offer sacrifices. Like the people that he's talking to literally wear the commandments on their body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a group of religious leaders would, because it talks about in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, right around this, like in this same chunk of verses where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. It talks about like, bind these things on your doorposts bind them on your foreheads like and so they put them literally on their bodies not like a tattoo but um in little scrolls and boxes on their wrists like on their left wrist so then they could hold up their wrist over their heart and have the law of god be on their heart and they put it on their foreheads and so these people knew the sacrifices they knew the law like they they had made it their business and and rightly so. Like, I don't think that it was misplaced energy. At least it didn't start that way. You know, like, they really thought that this was how they were going to be close to God. And I think so many people today miss the point in the adventure of following Jesus and make it all about the rules, you know. And if I'm going to be close to God or if I'm going to be a good Christian, like, what do I have to do? And then this is how we feel like we're doing the right thing because in a world that's so divided and a little bit chaotic and there's a lot of different voices, like just tell me I think there's a big desire to just tell me what to do, you know, like who do I follow? Just tell me what to do. And so the idea was, I think probably originally a really good one. It just went a little bit sideways. 
so I, I had I had this conversation, I can't remember with who, I think it was with Pastor Richard, maybe mm. um about sacrifices in the Old Testament and how we think like, oh, the original in like in the Old Testament they had sacrifices, so there's you know, there's a sacrificial sacrificial system and there needs, you know, all this sort of stuff. And so it, in our mind we think of it as like there's certain things you have to do in order to be made mm. right. Yeah. But really, the sacrificial system was second. It was not there originally. It was almost mm. like God almost brought it in there as a response to that. Like, mm. just tell me what to do. Well, in the, in the beginning, there wasn't like, okay, now make sacrifices, right. do, 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 mm-hmm. do all this sub- sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That came later when yeah. he's like, okay, now this is, now that you almost have this urge, you have this need to be, to feel made right, right. tangibly, here's a way that you can do that. But in the, you know, Jesus said, says himself that the blood of bulls and goats never took, never, mm-hmm. right, never mm-hmm. worked. No, and that's was, what he's saying here. He's like, mm. that was, that was just a, an image or a concession in the first place. That was never like the way it was meant mm. to be. Yeah. So that's, but, but a lot of times we think like, oh, there needs to be this, this set of rules because that's how the Old Testament was. Mm. Well, not the originally. interesting not thing Genesis that my one. brain is doing now based on what you just said is that not so even before this, people were looking for the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And God was like, okay, if you need something, here you go. And then, so, oh man, how do I even put this thought? So there's like two things, right? Like there's the original thing, thing wow, words, the original thing that God intended. And then this like, not backup plan. I'm blanking on the word I want to use. It's almost like a gift. Like here's yeah. a gift so that you feel yes. like what I tell you is true. Yes. And then now we have in Jesus day, the same thing has happened, except it's not the original thing that people are trying to figure out. It's they're Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out the sacrifices. So the gift has become the rule. And so, yeah, like, man, ditch ditches are a little bit slippery. Maybe there's like levels of ditches, you Mm -hmm. know, like they Mm -hmm. just got a little bit even farther out. Yeah, it's and I think it kind of the language that I remember, too, here is is so Jesus is the new Moses. Moses created the Jewish law. That's what the people wanted. That's what God gave them on these stone tablets, and they believed it, and like you said, wrote it on their hands physically in, in little scrolls, kept it close to their hearts. And now Jesus is coming and saying, you took this too far. Mm-hmm. It's time that, that things need to change because you've lost touch of, of the meaning of what God's will is for your life. So it's not about sacrifice. It's about mercy and he's redoing the way that they're thinking. And I, I almost, I, I, I also lean in here to think like, what's the tone that Jesus is Mm -hmm. using with these Pharisees? Because just go back in the context, like he's having dinner at Matthew's house. (laughs) No Pharisees are welcome. Like they're not there, but how in the world in verse 11, when the Pharisees saw this, like, what did they do? Come sneaking by? Probably. What do you, they probably, why do you, I think why they do you made think it their business to peek in on people. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Why, so th- why do you think he, the Pharisees weren't there? Well, why would they be? Why not? Because it's sinners and tax collectors and the dirt of the earth. It's not Pharisees. They're not. Yeah, but they, they would stuck want, their head wherever they want. They, they sure, can. they can, but they're not They're not the ones that are there and invited. They're, they're not there. Literally, it's below them to be there. They they have they have to go through a, a a cleansing ritual after this because they were amongst sinners. They're okay. not going to be there. Okay. Right. So what they do they they went out into the streets. They 
pass by the house to look through the window to see what's going on. <laughs> and then they're probably so angry about it. They're like sending someone in. They're like, go get Jesus. We've got to ask him this question. This, this, you know, this, this, uh, this rabbi has got off the, the deep end. We've got to figure it out. And they're like, well, why do you, why does your teacher eat with task collectors and sinners? So they're not even asking Jesus, right? He, they're asking like a disciple or someone at the door. Jesus overhears it, gets up out of the element of the party goes and approaches them and then what's his tone mm -hmm. like what is it is it sass because i would be so sassy <laughs> like <laughs> look at him like it's not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick so okay. go and learn what that means i desire mercy not sacrifice and i don't know just like get so in their face is is he saying this to the disciples or the pharisees though because Levin says when the pharisees see this they ask his disciples right why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners and he just says on hearing this jesus said so he's I, not it doesn't say he's talking to the disciples or right i mean it, i mean that's up that's up for debate like who did he say it to specifically i'm pretty sure on hearing it he's within earshot of pharisees and he's so, probably telling them this is this is what you all need to go focus on because you're off off kilter once again so this this his response in 12 and 13 of uh, it's not the healthy who need the doctors, the sick, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy not to sacrifice. So da, 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 da. This right. I think of, uh, so Gandhi said, it's not your Christ I don't like, it's yeah. your Christians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what people so often like to say is, well, I, you know, I got, I got no problem with like love your neighbors. It's just like those Christians are awful people. Like I think I read somewhere recently that now is the first time in the history of our country I'm after I've quoted this twice in the last week, so I have to find the, the the where it's coming from. But this is the first time that less than half the country has a positive uh, view view of Christians. Mm. Mm. That's not good. And uh, so we're, we've just gone under fifty percent. Don't quote me on that exactly. I heard something around mm. that, but it's but, not good regardless. But it's it's yeah, it's not good regardless. Um, but so this is what I see it with this. I when every time I hear that I'm like. Everyone's like, oh, well, you, you know, like, I, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to go to church. I don't want your God because your Christians are so awful. Well, duh. Like, if you, if you, if you, if you're at a hospital, if you're like, I don't want to go to that hospital. That's where all the sick people are. Well, that's because they need to be like, you know, <laughs> like, of course, we're going to be, you know, it'd be great for like Christians to perfectly reflect, reflect Christ in the, in mm -hmm. their culture, but it's just not going to happen because he's, that's not who he's, you know, like he, he tends to, attract the people who are the sinners and the tax collectors and mm -hmm. the, the people who need a doctor. Right. You yeah. know, that's what he's saying. He's like, yeah. so it's, it's an interesting, like if you were looking at it as like uh, a strategy to grow your organization, you're probably not going to go after all the people who are not going to reflect your organization. Well, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just an interesting that that's who he goes after. And yet it's somehow still grown to like, two point whatever billion today sure i i i also kind of in what you're saying and what i'm seeing here too i i see jesus calling well uh, uh, maybe applicable to me today too is the diversity of of who you hang out with as a believer and how comfortable it is for us with our own church and our own community to just always be in conversation and in a community with those that are like-minded and those that are like like our beliefs and that's there's so many positives and good things to that 
right? But then here's Jesus gathering with a whole different crowd that the Pharisees, and that's their angst here, right? Is like, oh, you're with the wrong group. Like, what are you doing? You can't be with them. And Jesus is like, you're missing the point. Like, these are the people we're supposed to be with. They may not be like us. They may be um, totally different than you would ever imagine. But like, this is the group that is actually going to give me the most life. And I love Jesus did that time and time again, right? He was with the lepers and the sick and the needy and the the Samaritans and the, you know, all these different diverse people. But I also see that here, like this reminder of um, this line, right? It's, it's not all about the religious protocol. It's about mercy and it's about understanding and it's about grace and it's about living alongside these people. So for me in this, I'm kind of getting this idea of, of like, where's our fitting in the world today? Like, are we actually as Christians putting ourselves in situations where we can be identified as a Christian and also be identified as love amongst people who maybe are the over 50% who look at Christians and go, I don't, I don't want to be around them. I don't have any positive association with them. Well, I think a big part of why that is difficult is because it would seem that right now, a lot of people, not just Christians, but also Christians included are defining who they are by what they're against, Mm -hmm. not what they're for. And by defining yourself by what you're for would probably greatly help christianity's pr issue right yeah and isn't that what happened in this scenario Mm. the the pharisees come out and they're defining what they're against they're like no this isn't how we do it and jesus is like no this is what i'm for yeah this is exactly what i'm for i was just trying to find something on instagram and i couldn't find it and i'm a little annoyed but someone had recently posted something along the lines of when i'm forced to choose between loving my neighbor and loving the Bible or Christianity or something, I always choose my neighbor because my God didn't ever, because God never told me to love my religion. Mm. And I just love that. God did never tell us to love our religion. Hmm. He told us to love laws, but before that he told us to love God, you know, and the laws were a way of how free people would live so that they could love God and love each other freely. And then somehow it became because because one of those is an, an internal and one's an external thing like mm. yeah. i mean it's for the desire if you look at mercy and sacrifice the sacrifice would be an external like cleaning the outside of the cup right and the mercy would be like in cleaning the inside of the cup but it flows out to the out you know like the mercy is is what's happening inside of you it just happens to flow out of you whereas the sacrifice is just like cleaning the outside of the cup so you think mercy is harder go ahead sacrifice oh mercy well but i would say mercy and sacrifice is a sacrifice so that's saying a lot about mercy i think because i would agree yeah jesus is always like raising the bar on what i mean that's what i tend to No, that's that's good i think it's how we how we define sacrifice there too because if we kind of go back to it's maybe more of a symbolic ritual Mm -hmm. sacrifice or is it Mm -hmm. literal sacrifice well in this he's talking about sacrificing an animal right right so it's kind of it's kind of this idea like are you going to hold on to religion or are you just going to have mercy where mercies do right that's how we would we compare it right yeah Yeah. where were where were you going to go Corey? before i yeah no that's totally fine i so i this reference right i desire mercy not sacrifice actually is jesus going back to the old testament 
mm-hmm. in Hosea chapter six, verse six. And I love it because, you know, what's the language of the Pharisees? It's the Old Testament. It's it's the law. Mm. And so he goes back and he takes this from Hosea, one of the great prophets, and gives it to them in their face. Right. And kind of goes, I'm going to set you straight with some of your own medicine. <laughs> Here you go. And so I, I have Hosea six pulled up. And it's a chapter about Israel being unrepentant. Huh. What do you know? The Pharisees mm-hmm. being unrepentant. They're just doing what they want to do. And you kind of get into it, right? There's all this this prophetic language about Israel and acknowledging God and that God's always going to be there. And God asking the question, like, what can I do for you? And then kind of this judgment piece, right? In verse 5 of Hosea 6, it starts saying, like, therefore I will cut you into pieces with my prophets. Right. I killed you with the words of my mouth. And then the judgments go for like the sun. And then here it comes for I desire mercy, not sacrifice and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offering. So that's exactly what translation is that? This is a, a don't know. NIV, I think. Can I read it in NLT? Yeah, do it. Same verses, just a little bit of a different light on them. I so it says, I want you to show love not offer sacrifices. Yes. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. But like Adam, you betrayed, you broke my covenant and betrayed my trust. So there we go. And I think that is the exact message underneath. Maybe the fancy, just regular Bible reading, kind of like you said at the beginning of this, right? Like I was just reading it and reading and then Mm -hmm. boom, it just pops Mm -hmm. out at me Mm -hmm. for the first time. That's the heart of, of Jesus's entire gospel message in the same reiteration that is given to these Pharisees again, because they're going to get that. They're going to go back to that passage. They're going to look through it and be like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why does mercy and love matter so much right now that all of our religious laws are just supposed to be dropped at the thought of a tax collector? Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think that's the challenge for us today too. Um, so actually, I was I was in a conversation with the leadership team at our school, and um, one of our leaders brought forth this challenge and kind of the story that their pastor had had given to him, and he talked about how um, the story of how Jesus came to visit. Hmm. He came he came to visit you at your house, and he knocks on your door at seven a.m. and it's like, "Hey, I'm here. I just wanted to know if you wanted to hang out." <laughs> and um you, you know you welcome them in in a rush at seven and like, oh that that's great like i i just gotta take a shower and i gotta get ready and then and then we'll sit down and we'll talk before i go i promise and by the time that you get back around you're actually running a little bit late and so you're like pouring your coffee while you're having the quick convo like, okay okay don't don't worry like i'll i have a good lunch break and an hour lunch break like i'll be home we could talk then and you go off to work and then you get busy and you forget that you're supposed to go home for lunch because you're just such so busy during the day. So you order order in and then you, you get home after late day at like 530 and then Jesus is still sitting at your counter waiting and you're like, oh, mm. oh, that's right. Yeah, let's have that conversation. And you get two minutes into it and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, I got to drop Jimmy off at, at sports practice tonight. And you race out of there like, Jesus, just, just come with me. Come with me. And he hops in the car with it. And the story goes on, right? Like. If we look at our world today and we want to know, like, what what ritual is it that we need to drop? What is it in our own lives that gets in the way of 
knowing when mercy and love is needed and knowing when we got to stop the routine and the ritual and we have to invest Jesus's practices into our life. Are you a preacher, Corey? I think sometimes <laughs> I find Preaching. a way to get on a stage. But <laughs> I, I, so when I look at like the, the today applicability of this for yeah. us, and we always try and get there in this podcast of, of like, how can we turn this to be applicable for us? And that's, that's kind of where I hit home is like, what, what are the routines and the rituals that we think are just so needed in our lives? whether they're religious or unreligious, but really they just get in the way of us being the followers of Jesus we're supposed to be. So I've got a little story. Mm. I've got a two-year-old <laughs> and we're working on potty training. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is going to connect somehow. Like when rules get in the way of like the, the purpose of them, mm. basically. Yeah. He's not he's not quite asking the question yet, but he's kind of there to be like when you tell him to something, you're like he's like, Why? <laughs> Why do I need to do that? Like I'll say, Do you do you need to go potty? And he, you know, maybe maybe doesn't answer. And let's let's go sit on the potty. And he's like, Why? <laughs> and he almost like it's almost like he needs to the, he needs to know the why behind right. it. Who are we we were talking to someone the other day. She's not going to say anything because my wife's sitting right here and she doesn't want to be heard on the mic. <laughs> we were talking to someone, someone the other day that was like, yeah, kids like need to know the why behind. If you tell them to do something, you know, you know the mm. why. Cause, it's probably me. Cause, was it Brene Brown? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so mm. like when there's different rules, I guess, that are religious rules, that it's why like our one of the values of at Hope is we worship God, not tradition. Mm. Yeah, and when those when those traditions or those rules get in the way of worshiping God, that's when it's like when's the why gone? Well, that's mm. where Martin Luther came in, right? Right. Mm. Well, and I think also, I mean, you talk about like, what's the point or what's the why or what's the application? I think about how, and I don't know if it's a thing in the United States and it's just part of an American, the American culture where it's really not okay to be not okay. Mm -hmm. The part of the verse where Jesus says, you know, um, oh gosh, my, my screen went black. So I have to pull it back up here again, but where he's talking about, um, I've not come for the healthy, but I've come for the sick. You know, mm -hmm. I've not come for the people who think that they're righteous. I've come for the people who know that they're sinners. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we've forgotten a value of being authentic and vulnerable to the point where we don't know how to show that when we're struggling. And then if it just all becomes about looking like you're okay and not knowing how to be not okay then that's when we can get caught up in the rituals of making ourselves look better than we are. And mm -hmm. it's almost like when you acknowledge that you don't have it all together, you're, you're actually in a better place than if you're one of the people who likes to act like they have it all together. Right. Yeah. I'm also a little wary working with students a lot of kind of the answers that I get and a lot of them will know how we don't really, or th they'll know like 
we don't really need Jesus or I don't really need someone to watch over me or I don't need anything that anyone can offer me. I just need me. And if you look at American culture, we have moved so much toward this individualized life that is run by me that we're kind of getting into into that that space that that we're mentioning here of um the the eradication of really focusing on others and loving them and 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 understanding them for who they are and kind of this divine love for ourselves and I'll do what I need to do in order to make that happen and it kind of goes back to that whole story with Jesus right like did you, if Jesus is physically here, could you actually make time for him? Um, because a lot of times we're so, um, again, we're so pledged to ourselves. We're going to do what we want to do. So then the other, the other thought in this too is, is where, where can we, um, if we, if we go, let's take sacrifice as like an actual thing, right? I need to sacrifice something in order to get a gift right Mm -hmm. so so where where can we sacrifice um something in our in our life that that we that's really bigger than our faith what like what can we lay down what can be vulnerable with what can be we we can be real with um in our lives and say that's i'm gonna lay that at the cross i'm gonna sacrifice that there and i'm gonna choose mercy and love instead and like for me for me i like the the speed and busyness of my life example the the (laughs) double booking my calendar Mm -hmm. twice on jamie that Mm -hmm. i had to like kids like what is going on (laughs) i had something every single night this week every single night i was exhausted exhausted and the next three weeks i'm traveling for three weeks in a row now like the speed of my life is insane and everything i'm doing is good work it's good stuff but w- like, what do I need to sacrifice? What do I need to lay down so that I do have time with Christ, that I do have sensitivity to those around me, that I do have the openness to move in love on someone? Mm. Um, and, and so, again, I just I work with this verse to call me into into something that like, w- like where can I be an opportunity to help someone who is sick, mm-hmm. even though I feel healthy? Like, how can I be available? How can I be? someone yes who is a christian far from righteous and perfect but like that i can be attuned and ready and open to help someone who who who's asking for it and and willing and for me that sacrifice is is speed and and overwork like what can i just really put in a box for a while well and i speaking as someone who <laughs> is a recovering speedaholic or yesaholic or something Ryan Hervey, who would be a fun one to have on the podcast. He's someday. been on it. We Has had him. On it? Oh, mm, my yeah. gosh. Remember that episode? Must not have listened to, to that episode. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, one time, Ryan and I were talking about something that I was doing. And I remember him asking me, well, what's the lie behind why you're doing that? And mm. it stopped me pretty cold in my tracks. So I think about that, like when I say yes to something, if I feel the need to say yes to something, what is that need? Does it come out of a, I'm not good enough if I say no to this thing or they need, I need them to like me or I need them to, I need to feel helpful or, or like, what is the lie behind me 
is is there a lie first of all behind this mm-hmm. and if so what is it because if i don't know what that is i'm still going to be acting out of it in an unhealthy way yeah that's good yeah 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 two peas in a pot are you a third eric yes <laughs> i don't know what he was asking <laughs> we both said speed like oh yeah speed oh. busyness yes. over here okay yeah i thought i missed something yeah, yeah well you did am i am i speed um <laughs> <laughs> Eric is the definition of speed. Am you should I? see him chase McAllister down the hallway when that's the old. That's the fastest I move. <laughs> I've tried to get. We tried to get him to work out with us a few times, and it's just a straight no <laughs> from him. There's no. no speed. No, I tried once. You tried. I tried once, and I was like, "Why do this?" Yeah, you ducked. <laughs> I do this. We were there when for I like can go home like and an hour. Relax. And he ducked out after twenty minutes. No, I was there. The, the 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 circuit you did? The very final don't, circuit? Don't be throwing me under the bus on the live podcast. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I finished one, and then I promptly said no to the rest. That's right. <laughs> I completed one, and I was like, gosh, nah, bro. guys, this is not fun. <laughs> um, I don't know what the question was. Are you, um, are you the third P in the pod? I don't the move. The pre-question. I don't move super quick. So it's a, no, it's it might be a, a, quitty, a pretty quintessential Enneagram nine that I was just going I was just going to say like the nines like to say yes to everything. So I think and the and one, sloth is our vice, which well, doesn't necessarily have to do with the move, the our speed of movement. But yeah. yeah um, my strengths finders, though, is responsibility. Mm. So I cannot like think of juggling i can't let a ball drop and um so a nine who says yes to everything and then a a strengths finder's responsibility who cannot let a ball drop um i think that more like busyness so my answer would be busyness not speed not speed yeah Yeah. that's fair Mm -hmm. yeah i I put more and more and more stuff on in the same boat yeah to a or the same to a degree peapod yeah yeah because uh, yeah yeah the, huh. the the i think that the, to go with the lie that i'm telling myself is if i don't say yes to this then i'm not earning my keep or yeah. earning my way yeah and that's exactly what their sacrifice stuff is yeah it's like okay you've sacrificed now you've earned your right to be here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sort of so jamie if you had to take this verse Mm-hmm. And I kind of took a stab at it. And if you had to take this verse and say it in today's language hmm. and kind of just put it in a way that every listener out there could go like, I get that. And I can work on that this week, really this month, because we do this once a month. What would that be? It's a really good question, Corey. Thanks. I, on the fly, have to say it would. So this is addressed to people who think that they know everything. Right. Like this, this verse, like this isn't just Jesus talking to people who are like, I don't know anything. Help me, you know. So to the people who feel like they have it all together or the people who feel like they need to have it all to go together in order to be okay, Jesus may be inviting those of us who that who, you know, who's included in the audience to learn more about letting some things go. Mm. and to not cling so tightly to structure and to, well, that's wrong. 
this this is the right way to do it that's the wrong way to do it like that's not okay well that person is blah 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 and Mm -hmm. this is why that's not okay like there is a time and a place for calling each other out in love but for people who need a lot of things to be structured um for whatever reason I think God is and Jesus is inviting an open hand, you know, to, like I'm picturing an un- a, a, a clenched fist to just become unclenched and to, and to release a little bit. That's good. I like the word image to go with it. That's good. I think I can take that and run with it and work on letting go. Hmm. I think mine, choice. mine is another Bible verse. That's not. That's not how this goes. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask for your input, Corey. <laughs> He's breaking the rules. It's okay, Corey. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> just what you said. This is great, Eric. I'm so proud It's Romans 12, and it's the, the NLT is good, and it says, don't just pretend to love people. Mm, really truly love, love them. them. Yeah. And then the message is, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. And if... Yeah, it's more yeah. The, the internal thing. Like if you're really doing that, then the sacrifice or the things that you do don't really matter. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, Eric. What did you that. say? My, I don't. I said a lot of things. I really wanted to know boil what it down. Jamie had. What boil it down? What was your what was your summary of how do you yeah, say it do today? You had a s- if you had to summarize the verse, what would you say? Tweetable. Tweet it. Man, I feel like you guys you took the good ones, you know. I, for me, it would just be copy us. <laughs> just copy us. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We won't shame you. No, <laughs> I, you know, I really, I really, I hear the calling out of, of Jesus here. And, oh man, I, I think, I think it, it'd be, um, like a John Christ line, right? If I'm allowed to quote him. Which it I depends am. On what we you can say. apply this rule too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> I require mercy. Yeah. Uh, but just when he goes, check the heart, right? Oh yeah. Like check your heart. Like what is what's really kind of kind of what you said earlier, but like what's really the motive behind what you're doing right now, and is it is it where it should be? Is it in the moment? Is it applicable right now? Is that really what you should be holding on to? Check your heart, and I really think that's what Jesus was doing. And calling out with these Pharisees, like check your heart, stop pounding on the door, and s- being sneaky in the night when you shouldn't be. Oh, so I can't quote the Bible, but you can cr- quote John Christ. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that's good. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for being here tonight. We always love hanging out with people in the spare bedroom slash podcast studio. And we want to mm-hmm. thank Carla Payton and Holden Kramer for being yes! our special studio audience who That's didn't say right. much. They paid Buko <laughs> Bucks to be here tonight. And if anyone listened to the whole thing, that was your payoff. That's that was right. your payoff. Yeah. No, you should have put that at the beginning. <laughs> you know what? They're actually the secret guests that you referenced in the beginning because everyone knew Jamie was going to be here, but they didn't know that these two were going to oh, be Oh, yeah. And Carla said something. In the she did. I wonder so if she it picked it up. She's going to forever be on the podcast. Well, we this is great so we're gonna be back in a month with something new we don't have a topic for next time um but jamie thank you for being here and my we sh- pleasure we should have you back on it'd be so fun yeah we'll do I maybe a, a tool dual part super th- juicy one for next super time. juicy like that's what we require jesus saying something along the lines of like i came not to bring, bring, bring peace but a sword 
No. Maybe we should just have no. it back next <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we yeah. should just have it back next <laughs> Hey, all right. All right. All right. Toodles, everyone. See you later. Bye. <laughs>